Hello, welcome to another week of Metaphys. I am overjoyed to have Emma here. Um, I met her last summer at a party, and we've talked about literally everything under the sun since then, so this ought to be an easy one. Um, my ideal podcast guest, Emma, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a textile artist. Uh, I would say like amateur conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I don't. I think professional. 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 Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm modest. <laughs> There's that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love podcasts because I like to do things while I get information and reading's really, a you know. It's not passive. It's not, yeah, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I, I like audiobooks and like really dry audiobooks while I'm working. So a podcast are like a nice change from that. Yeah, we'll try to make this as dry and boring <laughs> as, as possible. I mean, I'll, I'll lead. I mean, you're way too colorful for that. <laughs> All right. Um, so today we're going to talk about whether um, consuming something means condoning it. So does consumption equal condoning? Um, why this topic? You ask. Even if you don't ask, I'll tell you. Um, with the most like recent controversy surrounding R. Kelly, I think that I've been thinking more and more about like why does his popularity not really waver like or like why do people actually continue to listen to him and it made me question maybe the things that I continue to consume that have sort of controversial back controversial backgrounds I mean I guess we should probably explain what's going on with R. Kelly just in general yeah I think if you aren't aware that like even my mom who doesn't really know she like knew him from Trapped in the Closet, because I was obsessed with it when it came out. But she was oh like, my God. that guy, he has like a like a sex cult. And I'm like, yes, mom. R. That Kelly guy has, has a sex cult. cult. So she wasn't aware of like PP Gate? Or she was not aware of PP Gate. I explained that to her at a crowded restaurant. Um, and it was a very loud restaurant. So I was yelling about peeing on teenage girls. And she's like, just let lower your voice. Lower yeah, we don't want this to sound like an invitation <laughs> with a mother endorsement. <laughs> Um, so PP Gate was when R. Kelly was caught on camera um, urinating on an underage girl. Um, yeah, what you do in your free time and, uh, you know, between two consenting adults is one thing. But, you know, I, I would agree with general consensus that this underage uh, girl and the filming against the knowledge was probably not not the best. Um, and he also dated Aaliyah when she was 14 or some shit, Age right? Age is just a number. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote that song for her, I think, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it isn't. Um, <laughs> it's a number of years you've been alive and how close you are to, like, puberty. Um, so, yeah, he has all of that swirling around him. I mean, I'm not a big fan in general, so I think this was one that I'm kind of like, well, let's ditch it. Kind of am. Yeah. You know, you it's not, I'm not a fan of him. Is but it like, all trapped in the closet? It is a lot of trapped in the closet. <laughs> I also a compelling case. Space Jams as a kid. It was one of my favorite oh, movies. Um, and I once cried listening to that song in a diner um, <laughs> by myself <laughs> and just started crying over a tuna melt. Um, and I was like, this man, like, can, this man can sing. But I also always sing. knew that there was something like, that there was this, that he was kind of a sketch dude. And he is. Just vibes or because of things you I heard? think because of things, like, we already knew about that, at that point, like, we knew about uh, Pissgate and marrying Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I, but the one thing that I, I wonder is I was in a bar recently and heard a Michael Jackson song and everyone was like dancing to it. And I wonder like, when are we going to be about R. Kelly the way that we're about Michael Jackson? Because people don't like when he died, we forgot that he diddled children. Except for me. I, I didn't forget, <laughs> I like especially because either. they kept finding more and more things in yeah. Neverland. And I feel like all of that's been weirdly buried. Like It has completely. I mean, just the strange pictures and the mm-hmm. Jesus juice in the back room. I mean, yeah. this all like came out. It's public record, yeah. you know? And like, I was just kind of like taken aback by, I don't know how to posthumously deal with loving the music. And mm-hmm. I mean, we could even bring in like Bill Cosby into this. I yeah. love the Cosby show. Um, I don't know show. that I can like posthumously like just disavow everything Mm -hmm. that I got out of that show. I mean, so many people are involved in creating a show too. And I love Michael Jackson's music. I don't feel the need to sort of co-sign him as a person though. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like people do want to reconcile that. And like, that's problematic for me. Like, I I don't think that you need to say he's okay to listen to his music. Like he's all right by you. He can come over for dinner. But I feel like people (laughs) want both of those things to like kind of exist together. I think so. I think that that we, when we really love something that someone makes, we want to think that the people making them are people that we would also like. And I think we want to, we want to like the art that we like without Mm -hmm. having to question it. Um, One thing that I've been thinking a lot about is uh, everyone's, loving The Handmaiden's Tale. And I have not seen it yet. I love the book. But one thing that kind of bothered me is... I love the Jimmy Moore movie. It's a show... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a show about a a horrible world where women are forced to give birth and, you know, women don't have rights. And that's great. We should be watching that. But also the main actress in it is in a straight up cult that forces women to have abortions. Like she's a Scientologist, Elizabeth Moss. I didn't know she was a Scientologist. She is a Scientologist. Yeah, she is one of many. Oh, Lord. Was she like a born into it? I know. I think she was moved to L.A., Scientologist. Oh, that's even Um, worse. It's like a thirsty Scientologist. I know. And it's sort of like so – we're like kind of admiring her for being in this show that's so groundbreaking, but at the same time, she's also in like a misogynistic cult, <laughs> like that brainwashes people. No, I mean, people. that is so, yeah. And I wonder, like, Scientology is one of the most, I think, one of the most fascinating things in this century. I think that it is, I'm constantly just fascinated by the great LRH, uh, the great late LRH. Fascinated and, like, horrified. I mean, he's, like, mm-hmm. so yeah. not dissimilar to, like, a Jim Jones type of he character. Exactly I mean, the same. didn't they both start doing coke and ranting and yeah. raving like maniacs? <laughs> and one in the sea and one in Africa. One I mean, is, but yeah. we're doing the same thing. No, I mean, it's it, – it's we know it's horrifying. We and, know and it's we horrifying. we know that while you're in it, it's horrifying. And when you try to extract yourself from it, they mm-hmm. alienate you from your family and – I mean, the fact that, yeah, it's it's one thing for her to be an actress and that's what mm-hmm. – or an actor. That's what she's giving us is is a great acting um, performance. Um, but it's another for her to sort of be taking all of this praise of yeah. like this bravery on the nose while you're basically doing the same thing in your yeah, real life. Or that, you're at least little. condoning, uh, you know, the subjugation and brainwashing of a lot of times poor people, yeah. poorer people. And I, that's 
I wonder a lot about can you be a fan of a Scientologist? Like, I I am like, it was a hard one when I was like, wait, Beck is a Scientologist, born and yeah. raised. Like. But he has said that he doesn't really practice it. Because I, I remember reading something recently mm-hmm. where um, people were kind of saying that he was trying to build a Scientology church somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time he's ever mentioned yeah. Scientology publicly. I think he was like, well, I haven't really practiced Scientology for a long time. That's ridiculous. I'm just mm-hmm. here for musical reasons. And so I feel like he doesn't necessarily want to say that. Yeah. But I think he's just kind of quietly. Like you know. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, just, I always wonder, though, can you be – is it ethical to is be a ethical? fan? Um, and I think like that is a- well. This is our exact mm-hmm. question. It's like I don't think it's ethical to be a Scientologist, yeah. but it, the question I don't think it's ethical to be R. Kelly right now. Like <laughs> no. I don't think what he's doing and having a sex cult is ethical. But am I unethical if I listen to him or I watch uh, or or cry to <laughs> trapped in the closet? <laughs> um, and this is the question, you know. I'm. I feel very binary about the idea of will I ever go and see Bill Cosby stand up I mean a resounding fuck Mm -hmm. no I mean I'm definitely not putting very hand-to-mouth clearly Mm one-way track money into this man's pocket but then when you get like a character like Woody Allen all of these movies that I watched and loved growing up I found this stuff out quite late yeah I mean even like I mean the earliest thing he did was marry his daughter which is as horrifying (laughs) as anything else he's done which by the way if you want the list is molest (laughs) his other daughter I mean what were the clues that he might have this proclivity I wonder yeah and he married one um yeah so he did that and um he's had a lot of sexual harassment oh definitely uh, claims swirling around him and I tend to think that people are not dying to have that kind of stigma and so usually are not making it up um (laughs) that's just me so he has all of that. Bill Cosby has all of his a thousand, you know, drugs and rapes of many people and many people that have mm-hmm. not come forward. So do we posthumously have to renounce all of the, the work? I think sometimes it is almost a merit of the work. Like, I, it's insane how we still praise Roman Polanski as I mean, this great director. I'm not. I'm a really big But he apologized. Buff, but I am not a Polanski <laughs> fan. But like, I think I'm so joking. But people will say that <laughs> with a straight will. face. People it's like will. he apologized and she forgave him. She forgave him, or he survived the Holocaust. That's or you know his mm-hmm. wife was murdered by the man. Like he can, yes, he is. I think oftentimes both a victim and a victimizer. I think that his, like many people, like many people, like Chris Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that when people watch. Rosemary's Baby or Chinatown or The Pianist. We or the butter one, which that's that's Bertolucci. Oh, that's Bertolucci. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> we'll just like brush over that. Continue. One, she means last tango in Paris. There is a uh, heavy duty sex scene with a stick of butter. Um, but no, Roman Polanski would never <laughs> make a scene that that like consensual. That's true. <laughs> um, and that I had its questions. We, we can view – so many people love these movies, and I think that it's the merit of them. I'm not saying he is not a great filmmaker, but it's sort of if he wasn't a great filmmaker, we would just view him as like a sleazeball. And I think that when you are talented, you sometimes can get a pass. And when you're yeah. famous, more when you're famous, you immediately get a pass to kind of do whatever right. you want. I mean, look at the Casey Affleck situation. I hadn't, mm-hmm. I didn't forgot to even like mention him in this yeah. podcast. But yeah, I mean, he has these allegations that have kind of come to light fairly recently 
that a bunch of people who worked on um, I Am Here, that uh, kind of ridiculous documentary, uh, fake documentary with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix, where he's yeah. supposedly a rapper. Um, a lot <laughs> right. of the women said that he harassed them openly, encouraged other male staffers to show them their penises. He climbed in bed with a woman and she sort of didn't know because mm-hmm. he was wasted and she was asleep what he had really done and he was yeah. trying to kiss her. And he won an Oscar while all of this was like swirling He's around. Also, Ben Affleck's brother, which is like unforgivable. I absolutely, it's his, it's his <laughs> like biggest really, crime. He could be like a saint, but like, I'm sorry, you're Ben Affleck's brother. That's <laughs> it's a yeesh. Yeah. It's not criminal, it's definitely a yeesh. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is an example of, of how. I think what I'm having a problem with, I guess maybe we need to say where we're coming Mm -hmm. from. This is like what we're thinking culture is doing is just kind of like forgiving and giving passes to people if they can kind of contribute something to culture. Yes. Um, For my part, I have a hard time extrapolating the art from the from the man or, you know, whatever it is, the music, the whatever they're contributing from the person. I still believe that I could. Listen to a John Lennon record knowing he, you know, was involved in domestic abuse. I could watch a Sean Penn movie. I don't want to delude myself that this is an okay person Mm -hmm. or even try to perpetuate that publicly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. Um, I think also the cult of celebrity really can make that difficult where we worship, I think so much, like we worship celebrities to some extent, politicians even, where we have this sort of, like, they are our gods. Mm-hmm. And I think that with that comes a really unhealthy relationship. And I wonder, too, if that is almost we can accept their flaws because we have flaws, and but they're these larger-than-life people that right. it makes us maybe feel better. You know? Like, maybe all those people listening to R. Kelly or like, yeah, I've had thoughts about teenagers. Like, right. I and mean, I, him and many, mm-hmm. I think thoughts and actions are very different. But yes, right? thoughts and um, actions are different. And yeah, I think and compulsive that, action. And sex yeah. cults and thoughts <laughs> yeah, sex are cult. super different. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantasy and sex cult too, yeah. But I, I do see what you're saying. And I, it does become an interesting line. I mean, I thought about this a lot with, let's say, Anthony Weiner. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure that I need to know that about him. Yeah, you know, And I felt this about when Clinton was, Mm -hmm. you know, impeached for uh, being blown. I I wondered how that's even connected. I don't know that I connect his ability to run the country with his fidelity to his wife. I don't. Was it the lying under oath? Is that? I think it's that. I don't think it's the fidelity to his wife. I do. There, everyone should look up Jeffrey Epstein. If you want to get into like a deep hole of like what the fuck is wrong with uh, celebrity and politicians, but he is a successful ish hedge fund manager and was running. He also owned the largest property in Manhattan um, and was friends with all these celebrities and was running a straight up set underage sex uh prostitution ring and he is been that last one though yeah yeah but he's best friends with clinton prince andrew kevin spacey all of these oh stephen hawking like all of these very famous people have been connected to him 
very closely connected to him. They have not at all cut ties when he was arrested. Uh, he also, uh, a lot of his business was also done in Mar-a-Lago. Many of the girls are from Mar-a-Lago. Oh, God. Trump has made statements about, like, he's a heavily connected in Hollywood and in Washington. And it's funny when I can accept that, like, a politician cheated on his wife, but there's something about being friends with a known pedophile. I mean, that just that, becomes like, oh, like what? Like, what, yeah. what even? Like, this is just okay? We just mm-hmm. are all okay Absolutely. with this? Like, he's totally acceptable. He has a seat at the table? He has a seat at the table. The, he's at, He's not even just a pedophile. He is a pornographer he's a pornographer yeah and they're a pimp of oh yeah no i mean there is now i mean there are going to be hearings against one of the girls that was working for him or being forced to work for him virginia ed what is her name she's a we expect you to google this yeah we really i mean emma told me about this i had no idea a mind-blowing it really does kind of ruin all your heroes for you I mean, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, you can see pictures of Prince Andrew with teenage girls. um, And it is insane. And that to me is sort of, we we just sort of accept it. And then on the other hand, then we have like all these crazy people thinking that there's like a sex ring in like a pizza restaurant in D.C. When it's like, no, there are actual evil things going yeah, on. Yeah, and they get exposed and no one cares. They get exposed and no one cares. And I think it's because like no one wants to think about the people that we like being a part of this. I don't want to think about it, but I do think that I have to think about it. You like, have to think about it. I remember vaguely when... Bill Cosby was getting accused mm-hmm. by people of this kind of conduct, yes. you know? And then I sort of, there was this whole period, I, mean, I was fairly young when that mm-hmm. happened, you know? This, there was this whole period of like everyone pretending it didn't happen and just forgetting yeah. about it. And I mean, even just the illegitimate child, whatever, mm-hmm. like things that can cause humongous scandals for less beloved figures, yeah. you know? And then it's like this comedian makes a joke and it's new again and, mm-hmm. and all of this comes to a head. And it's just like, what about... When this came out in the first time place, like, why do we forget about it? Why do we forget that, like, Sean Penn tied Madonna to a chair and beat and raped her for hours and hours? How many of you knew that, by the way? Google it. Public record. All of this shit's public record. Like, it's not even a disputed thing. I think because it hurts. It's. I remember when Bill Cosby was being accused or in the beginning of it, and I was joking with a friend, and it's like, I get why people feel that way. I do. Mm. It's sort of like if I'm trying to imagine someone that I would be so shocked and upset. Like if we found out that Mr. Rogers was like a alcoholic wife beater, I would be upset. I would be upset. I would question my childhood. And here's where it's interesting Mm -hmm. because I was a humongous fan of The Cosby Show. However, he always gave me the creeps a little bit. Really? I always disliked the fact that he wore kind of tight sweatpants. (laughs) I mean, this is strange stuff to say, but as a kid, it made me uncomfortable. I don't know why he felt the need to wear these sort of like body hugging sweatpants. Mm -hmm. And they're just a few things like and later in life, I would see him on I think it was Letterman and like Zoe Deschanel was on. Mm -hmm. This is when he already has a cloudy eye. I mean, he's like old and um, (laughs) he really is looking more and more like the Crypt Keeper. I mean, I think what you do in life comes out. Oh, later. Yeah. Like I think his his soul is corroding along with his face. But um 
So I saw him on, on this show and she was kind of doing that annoying, cloying thing that, you know, female celebrities do on this show. Where they're like, I love you. I've always loved you. It was like kind of leaning on mm-hmm. him. And the look on his face was just a little bit weird and dreamy and like far away. And then he almost seemed to like come to and like shook it off and was like, I've got one of these at home, kind of like referring to his daughter. Uh-huh. Like I already have, like, but it was like, I, I caught that moment. Mm-hmm. And like it kind of, this was before the Hannibal Beerus thing. And it just kind of, it confirmed something that I always felt as a kid, that there was something a little yeah. off. I always felt that Lisa Bonet's interaction with him was really strange. It's almost like something happened and she just didn't want to be anywhere near him, you know? Mm-hmm. That whole different world thing and she didn't really want to do interviews. I don't necessarily, I'm not saying at all that, you know, anything inappropriate happened between the two of us, but between the two of them, but I tend to think she caught a whiff. I think you can. I mean, I think that that is something when there's someone like that, you can always kind of tell. Mm-hmm. There's a really incredible movie um, called The Naked Kiss. It's a Sam Fuller movie from the 50s, and it's so good. Google that immediately and watch it. The Kiss? Uh, the Naked Kiss. The Naked Kiss. And it's about oh, a Jesus. prostitute that leaves her kind of abusive pimp and moves to this small town and starts over. And no one knows her. And she becomes a nurse. And she meets this man who's ev- – everyone in the town loves him. Everyone in this town loves him. Just and, like John Wayne Gacy, everyone. Uh, yeah. And she kisses him. And you see in her face there's something wrong. And she uh, and she calls it the naked kiss. And it's because – and then you find out later he is uh, the town pedophile. <laughs> and she, They always and are. And it's this uh, – the scene in it, she's like, I've – felt that before and you can it's such an incredible scene because she really does like you can see this realization of she figures something out and there's something and you always know there's something up with him but she finally figures it out and I think that's what a lot of these people are like you there's after a instinct while, it's there's this instinct. instinct there's an instinct where it's even when sometimes I always wonder how people can like follow cult leaders because at some point aren't you like this charlie guy mm-hmm. he's a little off there's something not right but yeah. I, I think with cults people get in too deep and people like they do don't listen to their intuition yeah. for long enough i think people's actions speak louder than you know mm-hmm. than your instinct does often for a while and then eventually when all of that kind of becomes commonplace the instinct rises to the top, but (laughs) often it's too late and you've dragged your family into it. I mean, I'm obviously talking about Scientology here. (laughs) I think once you get to like the Thetans, like to that stage, you feel so stupid in the first place. You have to like kind of just like continue. Yeah. Um, I think once you figure out about Xenu, God, you must be just like how I am. Right? I Uh, I have ruined my family and spent all my money and now they're talking about aliens. Mm -hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think maybe there's a lot of that going on with like the celebrity worship, as you called it. I mean, people just talking about people in this like flattering and just adoring way for so long. Do they want to have to backtrack on all of that? I mean, my answer is you don't have to backtrack on all no. of it. I don't have to backtrack on saying that I grew up on the Cosby show. I just Absolutely have to say not. that it's totally not OK for this man. I don't know. Mm-hmm could not have known for sure that he was doing this to do that. Yeah. 
And I have no interest in endorsing him as a human being. It's disgusting. It's a horrible thing that he did repeatedly. Yeah. (laughs) And is not remorseful for, as far as we can tell. Because I think there's so many artists that are not great people. Um, Yeah. Picasso was a misogynist. Egon Schiele, my favorite painter, was not a nice man and at everybody all. knows about Hemingway everybody knows about that I do wonder though because we've only talked about men do you think that this is the same for women in Hollywood and in no we're perfect I don't think that this is really a problem no, <laughs> sure let's try to think of some controversial women because I think there been. are controversial women that they almost sort of get become more like laughing stocks or sort mm-hmm. of like a punchline. Like we all know Joan Crawford probably beat her kids. Yeah. I don't think to the extent that Mommy Dearest is. I'm a big fan of that movie and Joan Crawford in general. But yeah. I know a what lot of it What about Christina? Big fan of Christina's career <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like they almost become more of like a punchline. And well, in her case, definitely. In Joan Crawford, I mean, she yeah. also she was already like kind of line. circling that drain, yeah. career wise. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of women that I guess the best example would be women in Scientology. Yeah, um, the women in Scientology. Can we? You know, it's uh, the ones I think again: Elizabeth Moss, uh, Christy Alley, Christy Alley. I mean, we're having Bart problems. Simpson. <laughs> Bart Simpson, um, right? Her, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there are many Mm -hmm. hiding in plain sight. I mean, Leah Remini until recently. Yeah. Um, But I mean, uh, Christy Alley, it's difficult to even ascertain where she became a (laughs) a laughing stock. You know? I'm like, was it that? I don't know. Um, But yeah, I I do see what you're saying. I I don't know that it becomes – yeah, it doesn't become this huge controversy. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe also – are we talking about the most talented women? Mm-hmm. In Joan Crawford's case, we could say so. I yeah. mean, I don't know if that's when she started to be tarnished, though. I feel like maybe there was a bit of like, oh, well, who cares? There was always controversy around her because mm-hmm. she was such a ridiculous psychopath from the beginning. I just read her advice book. Uh, oh, my the, gosh. The Way I Live. or Yeah, and it is hilarious. So she, how many directors do I have to fuck? <laughs> yeah, how many directors do I have to is fuck? Is there a number? she's incredible some of the advice like you'd be like this is good and then she would just get on this weird tangent her chapter about her visit to africa really just one of my favorite um (laughs) you can find the audiobook version of it online too um which i believe is read by her which oh my god in that voice in that voice (laughs) in that voice i yeah i think that women i think they do sometimes get a pass I think well, we have okay, trouble. no. So Halle mm-hmm. Berry is a good example. She ran someone over with her car oh, yeah. and ran to a plastic she, surgeon. Brandy too. Brandy Kill did. Someone. She she hit and run. She got caught. Laura Bush too. This oh, is what women are doing. God, what are women, women doing? Are women mowing are people over and fucking bailing. But what was doubly sociopathic in Halle Berry's case is like hightailing it to a plastic surgeon to fix a cut on her forehead while this person bled out. I knew she hit someone. I did not know that part yeah, of it. Yeah, I read that like fairly recently. And I mean, I don't think anyone, I mean, I think a lot of people listening to this now don't even know yeah. that this happened. Mm-hmm. But it happened. And she has not seen a tarnish any bigger than this fixed scar that she had on yeah, her forehead on her career. True. That is absolutely true. I mean, I guess uh, maybe more of what female celebrities lend their names to. 
can maybe be a bigger tarnish and that can sometimes what they support can be a big one. That's true. The one I can think of most is um Scarlett Johansson and she was kicked out of Ox like being a representative for Oxfam because she was the spokesperson for SodaStream and I am not sure to this day if they are still being produced but SodaStream was being produced in Gaza uh by prison workers. Oh boy. Um, yeah, so pretty bad. Uh really like yeah, uh, that's a hard one. I know so. that like um except uh, what's a Jennifer Aniston has had something like that too, mm-hmm. like maybe something with the water and some a charity that she had yeah. was not jiving. I think that those are more of what they lend, yeah, like what they lend their names to. I feel like I'm someone that has like a real uh, kind of hatred towards the fast fashion industry and being in textiles, like being in that. textiles, yeah. Um, I feel like once you've spent like one hour on a sewing machine, you can imagine what it must be like spending hours oh in an unventilated. So I'm room. guessing that this beautiful jumpsuit you're wearing is not from Madewell. Nope, I think it might have been handmade. It's from the 70s. I look kind of like Karen Carpenter. She does. Um, she actually yeah. does. I'm way too fat to be Karen Carpenter. Though. She's a tiny person, <laughs> yeah. also, by the way. Her uh, Real Housewives tagline would be pint-sized and <laughs> pint-sized and I'm ready to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Emma. I feel like that's all the Real Housewives slogans are. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right, but I own friends. it. Yeah, I'm not Aaron Wright friends. I'm ready to be a bitch and I own it. I own it. Um, uh, yeah, I think that that might be the closest is what you lend your name to. Because um, I feel like there's so many – I think women celebrities more than – Male celebrities are commodified as a brand and as an image. Mm-hmm. Um, where a male celebrity can be like they're their own person, right? I mean, in Sean Penn's case, you can basically like be El Chapo's like best friend and high fiber, <laughs> and you're yeah. good, right? Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I mean, that ties really well into. I didn't want to just necessarily make this about people, like products. Mm-hmm. Also, I think in the case of like, say, what we talked about with Jennifer Aniston and Scarlett Johansson, ignorance was the mm-hmm. culprit here. Absolutely. I don't think that they did their homework. Um, and so then when we could think about products like Miller High Life during mm-hmm. um, the election season, yeah. I love Miller High Life. I drink oh, it all the time. Too. Finding out that it, you know, that they endorsed Trump openly mm-hmm. was not my favorite. But yeah. We don't know who everybody endorses. And so is it now our charge to find out that or do we only have to react when it comes to light? I think we need to constantly be uh, conscientious consumers. I think that we live in. God damn it. All right. I, <laughs> I do. I think we do. I think it's not think always do the too, easiest but I thing. It. But I think that it's as simple as I think we should buy less than we do. Maybe spend more, but buy less. Mm-hmm. Uh be and just be conscious of where and I think it's one of those things we all kind of know that fashion's kind of evil. Like we all yeah, we, we all, all know sweatshops. Know we know sweatshops we see exist. made in And we have to know in some extent if that t shirt is ten dollars, like come on, what are they really making? Yeah. I think it is and it does become hard and I sometimes even struggle with just like, God, everything is evil. Like everything you buy is evil, and you can't live your life like that. That isn't un, like unless you're uh, my hero, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, then you can um, just and you can afford to only buy Goop brand yeah. products. But we can't, and we need to. But we I, can't. I do think it is you can pick your battles. I think that there are 
things that are just so fundamentally evil that like just avoid them like just you right. can avoid them and i think i mean with the fashion industry like there's such great um like consignment and secondhand mm-hmm. stores at this point i mean if anyone everyone anyone has ever been to a buffalo exchange you basically don't need to go to forever 21 no. or um, urban outfitters firsthand again i mean yeah. you'll find it all there but so, th- there's so much clothes being made that you'll never i truly believe if we stopped making clothes today there'd still be oh, enough clothes completely. to feed the like to you know, to feed to the world feed. to feed the world eat let eat them the, eat clothes yeah, eat the crop top yeah. um, um that's our marie antoinette statement <laughs> let them eat clothes you don't need food but i mean yeah i mean even within my friends, we do the clothes swapping thing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely still consume and very uh, not conscientiously often, mm-hmm. you know. But I, yes, the awareness is there. Yeah. The same way, the awareness, you have to just be honest with yourself. Well, I'm, I'm saying I feel like I have to be honest with myself about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and what the implications are. I mean, maybe that's just like first step and then you actually have to act on it. But I don't think it helps to subvert that to yourself. No. I think one of the bigger ones, and it's not a corporation. Well, it is the ultimate corporation, but uh, the dr- buying drugs, uh, cocaine mm-hmm. especially, you are not support. You were only supporting violence and war and the CIA and all of these- nothing good. Nothing good. And, like I nothing. Mean, good not even good from- conversation. Like, yeah, you're no, not, no, like, yeah, nothing. You're not good supporting from me, that. like with your yeah. crazy face and your jaw. Like <laughs> you were oppressing and everyone. Everybody. Hates you. Yeah. Everyone hates you. I know that you feel like lit up and like really yeah. like you're drawing everyone in, but, but I promise worst. you, you're, it's having the adverse and effect. And it's one of those things that I, I think in New York, we all probably know people that bought it from time to time. 100%. Um, and yep. And it's one of those things that I cannot listen to those people bitch and moan about like, you know, the human rights and how Trump is so evil when you're buying something that is just funding war. Yeah. And it's just... It serves no function otherwise. It serves no function. It's just... There's nothing subversive about it. You're just doing what, you know, big government wants you to do. Yeah. And it's just like, that is one where it's... It's also just the... That is the easiest thing. If you're Mm going to cut out one thing that is supporting horrible, horrible means... Just don't do that. It's I can understand. You heard it here in medicine. Yeah, you heard it don't here. Don't do cocaine. Don't do cocaine. Motherfuckers. <laughs> or at least don't buy it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you find it in the bathroom, which I happens guess like here. maybe if like you're growing it, you're like ethically grown cocaine. <laughs> don't even do that. That just seems like a lot of work. Please just don't do cocaine. Yeah, don't do cocaine. Yeah, you, can we just suck. agree that we don't do cocaine? Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe you want to still go to Urban Outfitters. Fine, I don't know, but like, just let's not do. Cocaine. At least, like, you're not supporting, like, you know, the, the drug war. Yeah, El Chapo uh, once again. Yeah, the El Chapo <laughs> uh, overthrowing of democratically elected nations. Don't support El Chapo. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is. It's hard to it's hard to always research what you're doing. I think that yeah, I think it's good to have a couple of core things that maybe you follow and like you know. Right. I mean, because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we've even talked about now, I think a lot of people don't know. And yeah. I mean, if you didn't know that Sean Penn did that, if you didn't know that like people- Epstein did that, this is possible to find out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be this enormous blown up Michael Jackson thing where yeah. it's a humongous court case for us to give a shit I who we're letting into trial, our living rooms. Though. 
It was one of my favorite. I was pretty young when it happened, but I loved watching it. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of the most like, I was like, what? It was what I imagined people must have felt for the OJ trial. It's like, this I mean, is bonkers. It was nuts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, nuts. it was just even just him in general, like hearing yeah. him talk and like, it's just, it's ignorance. It's ignorance. It's ignorance. It's ignorant. Thank you. You can't write Thank this you. shit. I mean, how was he not a pedophile? Oh, I know. I know. It's like when Gary Glitter got caught. As I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Gary Glitter. I mean, didn't his face tell us this in the first place? Is Gary, I'm having some maybe false memories. Is Gary Glitter in Spice World? Oh, please tell me it is I believe Gary Glitter so. is in, please leave in the comment if Gary Glitter is in Spice World. Because I feel like I have a memory of that. Uh, um, and you're probably have, right. He's, yeah. he's British, right? I, yes. And I think he lives in Thailand now. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that yeah. is where you go to do that. That is where you go. Jesus. Yeah. But again, his name was Gary Glitter. And he had a song called Do You Want to Touch Me There? Oh, God, yeah. Is that something you say to a full-grown woman? No, 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 There was like... another big British scandal. This uh, was the host of Top of the Pops. The... Yeah. He was like um, – He was he, always creepy. He was always, always creepy, creepy, always creepy, friends with Gary no Glitter. No surprise. But no surprise either, but it's sort of – I believe so many people must have known. Yeah. So many. He had a children's charity. Like, yeah. Like, it was so obvious. But I wonder if it's just people are like, I didn't I didn't see anything. Or if you There don't- is a bit of that. I mean, how is, like, I know that we all want to say that Michael Jackson never had a childhood in that, but any full-grown man that all your friends are tiny boys, I mean, yeah. that is, we can just say that in general is not healthy or, like, no, okay. yeah. And maybe some level of, like, child abuse. I mean, yeah. I, even if nothing untoward Absolutely. happened, I still think that's so wildly inappropriate. I think one of the sort of methods that we, that people use to justify, and I think that's one of the big things that Epstein has used is, if you surround yourself by also legitimate people, no one wants to admit that you're a skeezy person if you've been seen with him. Like, you're not going to want to mm-hmm. say, like, oh, he's a terrible person. Well, why are you photographed at his house? Yeah, I mean, we see all of that mm-hmm. happening with Trump now. It's like, oh, Absolutely. well, I'll see this old photo of you with Trump. Yeah. It's like, didn't you know? And, like, they would almost rather be like, well, you know, he's an interesting figure and like, exactly. then say yeah. like I I had the kind of conversations Billy Bush had with Trump, which I'm yeah. sure they all did. I mean, he's always been this guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a bit of just not wanting to admit mm-hmm. um, maybe some signs you ignored yeah. and also maybe not wanting to admit that you were kind of hoodwinked. Oh, definitely. Or that you were made a fool of. Yeah, but not definitely. admitting is the problem. Oh, that is the biggest problem. I mean – I maybe I'm just like absolving myself here. I have a hard time not wanting to watch like Woody Allen movies. I got to tell you, mm-hmm. like I have, I'm a little too creeped out to watch a Cosby Show at this point. I'm just naming, naming the two things that I was actually a fan of. Yeah, I'm a little too creeped out to watch a Cosby Show. I just I don't really want to see him around mm-hmm. young like teenage women. But um, I love Woody Allen's movies, especially mm-hmm. the ones he's not in. And <laughs> I mean that was always the case. Like really? him like casting himself as like the love interest was just kind of like laughable to me always. <laughs> Um, he's like, I'm just too neurotic to commit to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, we're fine. Like, yeah. I think most women be like, okay, cool. Like, enjoy beekeeping and we'll move on. But, um, like, I love Vicky Christina Barcelona and mm-hmm. all this. And like, I, I, I want to watch those movies. And I want to also openly say, I think he's 
disgusting and grotesque, and I hope he's never allowed to make another movie again. Yeah. I really love uh, the Klaus Kinski movies, the ones he made with Werner Herzog, and he's a German actor and definitely had sex with his daughter, one of them. Um, and it's known. It's completely known. And it is like one of those things when you watch them, and I, I recently watched them, one of his movies, and was like, oh, this is this feels weird. It feels kind of like it's sort of like being in on a secret mm -hmm. that you just found out. And that's such a bizarre, it's a bizarre feeling. It may, it definitely makes it different. I would almost, I never really watched the Cosby show. Um, I always thought he was really irritating. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Always thought he was irritating, but I would almost be interested to watch it now. I honestly the, don't think I lens. could. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, I, w I would be interested in seeing, like, how that manifests. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it has changed when I watch um, Woody Allen movies, for sure. I'm like, rather than him be this sort of uh, neurotic figure, I'm just like, he's neurotic because, like, lots of people are hiding things. Yeah. You know, you're constantly in a state of nervousness and, like, fear of discovery. <laughs> yeah. I'd be pretty fucking neurotic, too, if yeah. I was raping my daughters and yeah. marrying them. Um so on that note, them. I think that um, my still sort of fuzzy um, decision about how I feel about whether consuming is condoning is it is to some extent. And you have to be responsible for your actions. Um, I think that, yeah, you're putting money in their pocket one way or the other, whether it's in, you know, a residual, even if it's after the fact, it's like mm -hmm. but you need to contend with that and you need to like, I don't know. You can put your. I, I don't feel perfect about it. It doesn't feel. There's clean. power in commerce, and you can use your wallet to, to. You vote with your wallet. Vote with your wallet. Yeah, mm -hmm. vote with your wallet. Um, I feel like for certain people, them losing money probably means more than them losing. Uh, absolutely. Fame. You know, or good name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also we've seen. I mean, even discussed that that kind of has an expiration date and people have mm -hmm. such a short attention span oh, yeah. that your name being marked kind of lasts, you know, for a news cycle, which we know is roughly 30 seconds mm -hmm. in this day and age. Yeah. I don't have a perfect, I mean, I think I have a perfect answer, but I don't have perfect behavior towards that answer. So. It's, and I don't it's think difficult. you have to, I think that that is, I do believe that you can love art that is made by problematic people. I think that, yeah, I think it's possible. I think it, well, it's clearly possible because you do before, you know, you do before, you know, yeah. And then when you know the level of how much that tarnishes it for you is yeah. relative, but yeah, there's definitely something that happens after you find these things out. I mean, I, there are just certain people, maybe it's the visceral reaction to like the story. Like I yeah. have no interest in seeing Sean Penn on film ever oh, again. No, I agree with you there completely. Um, I, one of my favorite songs of all times is Snow Queen of Texas by the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. And when I like read oh, about, yeah. yeah, I then just was like, oh, like when I started reading about like Mackenzie Phillips and I was like, oh, like that's a drunken and sexual I relationship kind of with her thought father. They were one of the creepier bands. Yeah. Like I was always like, there's something like, there's just something off about this whole thing. And then I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, and it's not Mama Cass. It's not Mama Cass and no. her ham sandwich. Um, yeah, it's not her dates. or her ham sandwich. <laughs> it's definitely, the like, it's, 
when you listen to it then and you're like, oh, this does feel wrong. Yeah. It does feel wrong. It feels icky. There's an ick yeah. factor um, applied to it. I mean, yeah, finding things out about Picasso that I didn't know when I was mm-hmm. young or, or Hemingway or any of those. I mean, there's – I don't – it didn't make me want to consume it as much, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know that it completely – painted me again or like turned me against the product but it definitely mm-hmm. made me a little more reticent to consume it and uh I'm yeah. way less likely to take an uber than a lyft do you know what I mean definitely yeah it's yeah like, I think that that's I yeah I agree <laughs> <laughs> this is the best of a summation that I could come up with frankly <laughs> it's like I feel icky about it it's gonna happen I mean because like you said everything you do is terrible Mm-hmm. everything that we do is terrible. We're not going to be able to vote for a politician if we know everything about them. And oh, no. The no. election cycle means we find out way more about this human than you would ever want to know. But to some extent, don't you think that also, I wonder if because of the way that we idolize celebrities and we kind of give them free passes, if that has to do with why we elected a celebrity that has such a checkered, unreal past? I like don't think it un has anything to do with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I it doesn't not I think name recognition was a huge part yeah. of it. I think that that's a huge part of why Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected. I I mean even to to some extent I think name recognition is why the second Bush got elected. People were just kind yeah. of like Bush again. We remember that. Like Well, I think we fought the British to gain independence, but we secretly wanted to have a dynasty and a monarchy. So we use like the Clintons and the Kennedys and the Bushes uh, and you know, our future queen Ivanka Trump, like those yeah. are our dynasties of whatever extraction she is. I mean, God only knows. <laughs> I just like imagine her short hair extending the throne like Cersei. Just now, oh, it's my time. It's her time. It's her time. She's just gonna cut her hair, start wearing serious like power suits, and <laughs> maybe learn English. On that note, I think we should get the fuck out of here. Okay. What do you think? Um, I know what my get the fuck out of here is. I was awesome. worried about it. Okay, so crazy little theory. I'm sure a lot of you know about it, but there is a theory called the Mandela effect where it is when a large population of the world uh, remembers something differently. The big one right now is people remember the Berenstein Bears, those stupid country bumpkin bear books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But they remember it being spelled differently. It's actually Berenstein Bears. And the the theory is that this proves that there are multi, ultimate, uh, different dimensions, parallel universes, and I hated this theory. I thought it was really annoying and it like hurt my head. But then Trump was elected, and now Kid Rock is going to be in the Senate. Uh, the uh, you know the Rock is going to be our next president, and I'm like, holy shit, we live in another Kanye. Movie yeah, no, too. like Kanye we actually 20, the universe is split. We live in another reality now. Um, where this has happened, and I am completely on board with the Mandela effect now. And uh, why is it called that? Because it's I was so like, wait, stupid. the Berenstein Bears like it is Mandela called the Mandela alone. effect because in the eighties, a large, uh, large-ish. I don't really know how many people believed it, but remembered Nelson Mandela dying. They remember watching the funeral on TV, and they remember him dying in prison in South Africa. That is where the name comes from. And there are people that still to this day claim that they remember that. Um, I am not that deep into my own conspiracy. Like, I 
remember when uh, he died. Also, there is a great picture of him and R. Kelly that I showed you earlier. I mean, that's um, an effect that I would like to wear. Yeah, off, like Manella was like, oh, I wish I didn't have to take that he picture. He does look like he doesn't fuck with R. Kelly in that photo. He's like basically frowning and it's like R. Kelly and the caption says like, we've, uh, what is it? Like it something like this man like taught me to like overcome adversity. Let's just really take in what adversity he's talking about <laughs> compared to what adversity perhaps Mandela has. Let's just take it in. I don't even want to repeat it for you. No, just, I just think take you know. a breath. I think and, you should know that. Yeah. Um, so your get the fuck out moment is the parallel. Um, I Yeah, I think that we're living in a parallel universe and I think that all of this like crazy nonsense just proves that something happened. Donald Trump is president. Kid Rock is, you know, probably going to be like secretary of state one day. Um, so there's like a fissure in reality. Yeah, I just think that like, a yeah, fracture. it's like it's like we live in idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we do. Yeah, we totally do. And I believe it is because of the parents to parents <laughs> because there is a because everyone universe. remembers it um, spelled wrong. Yeah, they remember it Berenstein. It's actually Berenstein. Uh, so it's I, I spelled wonder, with an I. I don't know how I remember it now. Well, you're probably one of the people. I that might be. It yeah. Wrong. I also yeah. don't don't care enough. Yeah, that's, that's what I that said. Sucks. That's what I said. I got really angry. I think I threw something at someone and I was like, this is so stupid. I don't care. This is nothing. Right, because I feel like this has happened frequently. And you always see this in movies where like people who don't like people say their names wrong. Yeah. I thought that that was just like this bitchy thing people do on purpose <laughs> until it started to happen to me. When I kind of am a little bit aloof to a person, I say their name wrong often. Like if their mm-hmm. name is like Anne, I'm, pr- I'm likely to say like, Annabelle or something. It's just this weird thing. I think the less I care, the less I remember. That's true. Yeah. But it's so many people. Yeah. That's, remember yeah. It. Okay. So that is and, significant. Uh, yeah. And we live in a wacky world. Get the fuck out of here, wacky world. Get the fuck out of here. I want to go back to the other universe where I like we just had Bushes as presidents. I know. <laughs> and like wieners. And wieners. Just, just Bushes and wieners. Bushes and, and wieners. <laughs> Um, my get the fuck out moment is not nearly as meta, even though my podcast is called Metaphys. It is interactive shoppers. Let me explain. <laughs> Please When do. I go shopping, even though I'm a person who likes clothes and I like stuff, I'm not – I don't enjoy the act of it. It's an errand. I may as well mm-hmm. be doing laundry. So there are other people that I think find it to be very social and very fun. And so like – I will go to like say Buffalo Exchange and I'll get that kind of like that looks cute like oh like like what is that pa-? like I don't know people just coming up to me and like trying to talk to me while I'm like you shopping would not like me. I fucking hate that shit. So no, I would not. <laughs> and like this happens especially at Salvation Army and Goodwill. I feel like there's always like a a 60-year-old Jamaican lady um who Asks me if like, you know, something, some sort of shoulder padded jacket looks good or if I would buy it or Mm -hmm. ask if these shoes would be good for the beach. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I'm not a personal shopper. I'm not a stylist. Mm -hmm. Like, I really just, would you do this at Trader Joe's? I mean, maybe they would. Like, does this peanut butter good? I just want to be left alone. Like, I just want to be left the fuck alone. I want to get my shit and go. I hate doing this. The music is terrible in these stores. All of them. And that includes like Buffalo Exchange. You think your music is hit, Buffalo Exchange. It's not. It's terrible. Your music is terrible. I fucking hate it. It's either the most on the nose. (laughs) It's either the most on the nose Velvet uh, Underground song or just like the just cheesiest, synthiest crap. I want to get out of there. The temperature is always off too. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah. I don't like shopping. I like having things. I'm also tired of them not buying my shitty clothes. Too. Or your good ones. Or my good ones. Like, this is off season. We're only buying for winter now. Yeah. When I used to smoke, it's like, if this didn't have smoke in it. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's always like this ethereal, like, oh. I, I sold one thing that had like massive pit stains in it. And they're like, this, this is, is my cool problem. Vintage. Like, if there's like a freaking Mandela effect, there's also like a a fucking um, Buffalo Exchange effect of this like <laughs> alternate reality where like it's like an Ikea effect. Have you ever noticed in Ikea that there could be a small red stool that costs $60 yes, or a bed that costs $60? Yes. Like I don't understand that. And like Buffalo Exchange, it's like you won't take something that is name brand in perfect condition and on season sometimes or you want to give me five bucks for it or you'll take my – bedraggled like tank top from like seven years ago that I bought at Forever 21 that has like a strategic looking hole and be like, well, this might be 14 bucks. Like it, it has to make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like a second piggyback at the fuck out moment. It I think it might sense. be. I think it might be just to kind of like anger people a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Like I had those good girls friends that, work that worked Buff- there who were perfectly like nice. They're, they're like that's the power that they get. Like, they don't have that much power working in the thrift store game. Like, maybe, like, that is your, like, sick power struggle that you get. Maybe. Maybe there are some, like, blockbuster type. Like, I would be the worst. This is, like, your two minutes later. If it's I worked rewinded. there, I would I would only take, like, every other thing. Or just, like, be judgmental, like, because you're on textiles, right? I would so just, like, this yeah. is made in China. Fuck yourself. I wouldn't even not give it back. I would just rip it and, like, cut it and be like, we're not taking it. And neither, and neither should neither you. And neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make schmatas out of this. <laughs> because we're hip like that. I only take designer baby clothes. <laughs> that sounds like exactly what they would say. Designer baby designer clothes baby for baby dogs. Clothes. <laughs> on that note. All right, bye. I think bye. That, was, that was great. We did it. Cheers. Cheers.